Man, come on. You waiting on me. You backing up. You were born ready, weren't you? <laughs> I had to be, man. There was no other choice. <laughs> well, and, and I know early on, getting to know you, it was actually one of the first things you hit me over the head with. It was the patience of Joe. You got to have it, man. You know, it, I, I didn't always have it. It's funny. I, I remember when I was probably around 15 or 16, um, my mother said to me one time, she said, boy, you need to pay for some, pray for some patience. Because I, I was one of those that, like, look, I just wanted it done right then. I want it right now. You know, why is it taking so long? Let, let's go. Uh, type of people and uh, you know as a teenager but around 15 or 16 she said boy I'm telling you right now you you better you better pray for some patience because because that's what's needed and and I did man and now patience is Joe brother I just learned how to you know we talk about it all the time especially with the athletes you got to slow down and go fast and, and so, you know, had her pushing from the one side saying, you really got to be patient, had, had my, my, my grandparents, especially my grandfather, push from the other side, just saying, you know, you want to focus on getting things right. And that's, that's not always doing it fast. You know, you want to you know eliminate the rework. And so what I really learned was that at the end of the day, being patient was all just about being disciplined and focused. It's a discipline thing. It's just like anything else. It's a skill. You gotta learn it. You I feel like you. It. I feel like you might have got whooped a few times. Like I'm like when I see the word discipline in this context, and you tell oh, yeah. me that you learned it from your mom. <laughs> <laughs> like I guarantee you had to got whooped a few times. Oh, oh, are you are you kidding? You know I did. I'm telling you. Well, discipline. You know, that discipline might have been put into you. <laughs> well, you, you don't think about it. It goes back to you know I I, I you know tell the story where my mom she basically raised us. With, with two rules you know one was hey i say everything once so meaning that you better learn to focus right but the other one was wherever you cut up i'm gonna cut up so if you know if you aren't a patient person and you start you know putting on a little show at the store or whatever she gonna put on a show you know what i mean <laughs> i mean you nice was different brother so <laughs> it only takes one or two times man before you start to get like you know what man this chick right here she's different so i be, I better get disciplined <laughs> and i love I better, it i better learn yeah you know uh that's what's funny you know i always tell people if you're just consistent especially in, in the things that you're trying to achieve and, and and consistent in the right way uh yeah people get it they'll get it you know you know, especially like when you're dealing with kids, it's like, no, nah, no, you can't break me. Uh, I'm gonna keep it right here, uh, and and so you you eventually, hey, hard head makes a soft bottom. You know that, that's how it was. That's how it was with EU Nice. Well, I, I know you got the gemstones for patience, so we might as well just dive right into them because I feel like you're warming us up already. I know <laughs> when you start talking about consistency and focus and discipline and i mean it's gonna be hot so we might as well just go man let's serve it up well you know listen the the one the, the first gemstone right out of the bat is man you gotta stop resisting i mean that that's the thing like like because challenges are gonna come um they're gonna be some some things that that come your way i mean that's just what life is it ebbs and flows right so you gotta stop resisting i mean learn how to approach things um and just know that this is a part of a process, 
I mean, if you can approach it calmly, you have a better chance of getting to the other side. You know, so when it went to me, when it comes to patients, I think a lot of people are impatient just because these challenges come their way. And, and, you know, A, they feel like, you know, why am I going through this again? B, I'm not far enough in the process for these things to be happening. Um, so, you know, you become very frustrated. And I think at the end of the day, uh, to be a patient person, you you got to stop resisting, you know. And, and that's, you know, a lot of the discipline that has to come in, right? Because if you're used to flying off the handle, if you're used to pouting when things doesn't go your way, uh, it's probably going to be a long day for you. Uh, and you and I both know uh, nothing good lasts forever, right? That's part of growth, you know. So sometimes you just get to a point to where, okay, we've grown that as far as we can grow it. Now we got to move on to the next thing. Um, but a lot of that is just how you embrace, how you embrace life, how you yeah, embrace and, the opportunities. And when the longer, you know, I'll just use uh, cooking, for example, the longer it takes, sometimes the better it tastes. Oh, most, yeah. most of the time. Um, I'd say, you know, especially if you're talking about on the extreme side, you know, um, I jumped right in here, but, but I do want to go back and think about contextually, what do we have in our society that makes patients so difficult for us? What is it about our culture? Because you go to other countries and and you'll have that same vibe. Well, I think the the main thing uh, in our culture is we think that more is more. And, and, and with technology and all the things that we have, we're just so used to having everything right then. You know, we, we want it now. And I think that other cultures uh, are, are, their foundation is so much more deeply rooted into family and deeply rooted into spending time with people you love, um, you know, taking time out to do things. Uh, like, so if, you, if you're in Sweden, for instance, they have this thing they call fika time. You, you could be driving along the road in Sweden and they've got all these places where you can just pull over and have a little picnic time with your family when you're traveling along the road. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I talk about Spain a lot because I think they do it right. I think the siesta is a beautiful thing. You know, you go in, you shut it down a little bit, you come back after that power nap, you're ready to go. So I think in our culture, it's always, you know, it's like keeping up with the Joneses, right? We think that bigger is always better. Uh, we think that more is always better. And uh, and I think it hurts us. I, it definitely hurts our kids. I mean, I, I see it a lot, especially in student athletes, right? Um, when they're, you know, seniors in high school, they're very good at what they do. And now we got these bogus rankings, five stars, whatever that means. And uh, and then they go off and, and they go to college. And, and as soon as they get there, they, they want to know why they're not playing. It's like, well, first of all, man, you, you still don't have man muscles. I mean, come on. Um, or you see it where a person, you know, they, they go to college, they graduate, they walk into a job and six months later, they want to know why they're not the vice president of the company. Um, you know, less is more, you know, I I've learned that less is more and, and, and you got to think of it this way. If you always have success right out of the bat, when you do go through some adversity more times than not, it's not going to be pretty, you know? That, that's, you know, again, just think about you have a little kid, you're always trying to put him on like a super team where they always win, you know, and they got trophies and, and now they're giving eight-year-olds like championship rings. It's like, are you kidding me? What do you think happens when that kid, you know, run into a buzzsaw? It's not going to be pretty. 
they're going to quit. You know, they, they don't want anymore. So well, when you, know, you think of other cultures, I think inconvenience is it's it's like sharpening you for preparing you for challenges. And, and I think when you say unplanned mishaps and just there's a sense of like, no, this is what we've faced. This is what we're prepared for. We're going to continue to do things. Slow and steady wins a race. No doubt about it. I mean, and to me, I, I think when I think of inconvenience, I think of opportunity. Like to me, everything truly is an opportunity, right? It, it, it's like some things are put in front of us to see how bad you want it, you know, because it's easy to, you know, hey, a Swedish proverb, everybody's a great captain on smooth seas. So I think when everything's going smooth, it, it's easy to get in there and fight and, and, and have fun and, and, you know, you, but man, when adversity show up, the inconveniences of it, I mean, are you hungry or not? Do you want this or not? Do you want to get to the other side or not? So that that's part of the patience thing for me is, is, is figuring out, do I really want this? Which, which is so crazy. Cause this, I love the way you do this. Now you, you segue right into to the gemstones um, and, and beautifully, because I think now the way we set them up is like our conversation just inadvertently flows from one to the other without us really knowing. Uh, but the second gemstone is you got to recognize and acknowledge the effects of impatience. So in other words, when I'm in the midst of all of this stuff, I got to know when I'm being impatient. And I got to and I got to ask myself an honest question, right? Is me being impatient hurting me or helping me? I mean, you see that that I like to try to get things down to yes and no. You know, it's like walking into a restaurant and if the menu is too big, there's just too many choices. You know, you think you've picked what you want and then you see some food go by and you're like, okay, well, what's, what's that? <laughs> what, what is, you know? So I try to just simplify as much as I can and ask myself hard questions, but, but the answers are either yes or no. So if you can't recognize and acknowledge what's happening in those moments of being impatient, I tell you, it's going to be, you're going to be in quicksand. It's going to be like in quicksand. Well, you cannot go to a wedding without hearing, uh, love is patient, love is kind, you know, yes. you know, and, and it's so funny. God's got a sense of humor because he starts with that. Well, I mean, because at the end of the day, it, 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 it's such a true statement, right? Like, and, and something that you truly love, you, you do give it time and you give it time to grow. You give it time to, 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 to go left and come back. Right. Um, but that's what this whole race is about, right? Isn't this whole race about serving people and to serve people, you got to love people and, and serving isn't always easy. I mean, because there's some people that, you know, you serve that, you know, that are ungrateful and you don't want to give your time and you don't want to give your energy. Right. Um, is there then, ever a time where being impatient is helpful though? No, I, I think, well, I think, you know, in talking about this, this particular subject and talking about patience, what I want people to really understand is I'm not saying that you have to wait forever. I think there's a point in time. And that's the beautiful thing about successful people. They know when to pull the trigger. You know, it goes back to Michael Jackson saying, just let that simmer. You, you don't have to tell me when to come in. I, I'm going to know when to come in. Just let it simmer. And I think we, when, when, when God is talking about that love is patient and love is all these things, right? I think what he's saying is don't be so quick 
to jump in. Let that simmer for a little bit. You'll know. You'll know when the time is right because it's part of the process, right? So, so you know, I say that once you, you know, acknowledge what's going on and acknowledge why you're being impatient and, and right now at this moment it is hurting me, you'll, you'll figure out when to go. You know, I don't, I'm a patient guy, but I know when to go. You know what I mean? I don't get ahead well, of it. Well, and I also sometimes, you know, I might be impatient or, or anybody might be in a situation where you're being impatient. You just don't know. You don't, you right. don't know you're lacking patience. Right. Exactly. You're well, not aware. I mean, that's, well, and, and if that's been the way you've operated, right, for a very long time and you've never had someone to say to you, hey, you're being impatient. I mean, you don't know. Again, it goes back to you don't know what you don't know. I was very fortunate to have a mom who was always just dialed in, right? So she just recognized around 15 or 16, look, at I better do something to get this young man to slow down and to understand that this, this life that we're living uh, requires that you you have patience, that you, that you keep chipping away at it, um, that sometimes you do things that people don't understand, but it's part of your process and it's okay. Um, you know, you think about, well, I think about if you go back to my original writings uh, from when I started, you know, 23 years ago doing what I do, I can go back to the original things that I've done and then look at where I am today. And the foundation of all of that stuff is still there. It's, it's, it's all right there. And, and, and when I did it, um, we talked about this three or four years ago, like when we, we really connected, I said, all the things I'm doing now are the things that I was doing, you know, 20 years ago, but it took, it took two decades for people to kind of catch up. <laughs> it really did. I mean, it's like when you look at my training, it's, I don't know, been doing it forever, right? But now it seems to be the way everybody's like, okay, yeah, we're going to train that way. Uh, so sometimes, you know, be, being patient or, or to me is more of, it's just a process that works. And it's okay if my process isn't what you like. Yeah, if it's right, it's right. And you just got to learn to, you know, have some faith, right? You know, when it comes yeah. down to it, if it's right and you and you started it, you had clarity of vision, you had purpose. Be patient with that purpose. Well, it's it's knowing that all of us, you know, God gives us this thing, right? We have this gift. He puts it in all of us. And and once you know that that's the direction he wants you to run, right is right, even if no one's doing it. And I think again, that's hard for people. I think it's hard because I think people want other people to validate them. They want other people to tell them that that's right or that's great. But for me, that's not how this works. For me, it's like, what does God say about it? Is, 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 he, is he directing your path? Is, 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 are you walking in the light that he wants you to walk in that? And ultimately, that's what's really important. Because a lot of people can validate what you're doing and you are dead wrong. <laughs> you are just dead wrong. Um, so I've learned to not, you know, I don't, I don't put my, my, all my eggs in the basket of people because they'll get broken that way. I, you know, I, I, have, I know my value. You know, we talk about value and, and, and knowing your purpose and it's just so important. You, you, have to, you have to get to that point to where you know your value. 
know your value, trust it, and and be ready to uh, you know embrace it. Right? That's uh, that's what you yeah, got well, teed up for us. Well, listen, I mean that's that's the third gemstone, right? You got to embrace the situation. You know, whatever the obstacles are, whatever is you know making you anxious or making you uncomfortable, embrace it. Just just rethink your strategies, rethink your position. Um, because again, at the end of the day, you, you either going to go through it or you're not, but I promise you this obstacles are going to come. I promise you this situations are going to get hard. That's life. Nobody gets through it unscathed. Nobody gets to, to, to dance through life without having to deal with some hard stuff. So the third gemstone is you have to embrace the situation like you want it. It's funny. It's like uh, the NBA Finals. Uh, the Bucks finally won after, you know, good Lord, uh, a bunch of years. I think it's 54 years or something like that. And they were down 2 nothing in this series. And they came back and won four straight games. And, you know, when they were down 2 nothing, it's easy to say, oh, boy, we're done. But they embraced the situation. They, they reassessed, you know. <laughs> Basically, the Greek freak said, it ain't over till it's over. You know, and you and, and you get to game six, and all he did was drop 50, 26-year-old, dropping 50, right? But what's more interesting about it is I think what the Bucks did was they won with what they had. They didn't go out and get some super team. They didn't put four and five people together that, like, you know, they were the best on all. They, they're like, this is our team. This is what we have. Let's come together. Let's figure it out. They embrace the situation. And I think to be a winner, you you have to learn to do that. Mm. That's good, Coach. I mean, I, I think when I think of that team, hustle. I mean, they put a, a lot of hustle yeah. behind that muscle. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but, but, yeah, they were constantly – I think the coach, you could tell the players, the coaches, everybody was mentally paying attention and making adjustments – as you as you say, you know, dealing the card or you know, playing with the cards they were dealt, and and adjusting and, and making things happen that way, and, and ultimately winning. Well, again, it goes back to they were disciplined. You know, they they trusted what got them there, right? They knew what to do. They they focused on those things, which again takes us to gemstone number four. What they basically did was they practiced being patient with the smaller stuff. See, that, 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 that's that other part. Like, if I know that I'm an inpatient person and then it's like, man, I really need to work on my patience, just practice being patient with little things first. You know, maybe, maybe there are some little things that, that you need to do, uh, get better at. Uh, that could be something as simple as, you know, when the alarm clock, you know, goes off, I, I'm just going to get up right now. I'm, I'm not going to lay here for 15, 20 minutes because then now I'm running around because I got behind. You know, so maybe start with that or start with, look, I haven't been really good at setting the agenda for my day. You know, I've just kind of let it been happening to me. So I'm going to just start focusing on setting that agenda, you know, and, and being patient that way. Uh, because little things, man, if you keep doing them right, they're not so little. They add up to a big thing. So um, a lot of again, it goes back to when we talked earlier about our culture. Right. I think as an American we want to go from zero to 60, you know, in two seconds. And sometimes it's okay to take 10 or 12 seconds to get to zero to 60. So just 
just take a little bite. You don't have to take a big bite because ultimately you're just trying to get better. It's about progress, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, but you know what, but, but is it, isn't that what creates the, 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 the uh, confidence in people? I think confidence is created by progress, by the little things that you do well. And so if I want to get someone's confidence up, I give them little wins. I create little wins. So they start seeing that winning is a possibility. Not only is it a possibility, but we're actually doing it. And then it's like everything else. It's a rhythm. It becomes a habit. So the more I do it, the more we win. So now I become disciplined, right? The more I do it, the more we win. Now I become focused. And, and so you, you, before you know it, man, you're just committed to a process that's centered around putting yourself in a winning environment. And that's really key. One of the practices of patience for me is journaling. So I, I'm going <laughs> to throw, throw a plug right yes. here, uh, Coach. I want to take a moment and break up the show because you have a journal, you have a series of journals that you've published with inspirational content that's designed for us to celebrate our wins, our small wins, our daily wins. And it's really what's, it's incredibly thought out and intentional. And so I want to encourage everybody to go to allmcgunnerexperience.com and, uh, and travel over to the book section and you will find the journal there, the, the age journal Highly recommend it. Make it a practice. Make it something that you do consistently um, and, and take the time to do it. And I think that's the biggest thing with journaling yeah. is making time to do it, taking that and, and really owning that space. Well, and, and figuring out the, what works for you and taking that time. Right. So, you know, I told people a lot of time, the most successful people when it comes to journaling, uh, especially the type of journal that I set up, uh, what is they leave the journal in their bathroom because eventually you got to go in there. You got to, you got to go in there, brush your teeth, shed it down or whatever. And that journal is laying there. And uh, so it makes a huge difference to be able to write about your day because think about it, your day, if you can write about it, I think it sets you up for future days because you do find that rhythm. You do find that pattern. You do find the things that, that inspire you, the things that uh, keep you committed, if, if you journal. I mean, that's why it's, you know, it's always been a big part of my life. Uh, I can tell you this. I, don't, I know that I would not have been um, a world-class athlete without it because I would have never found what worked. I mean, I would have been, you know, this month we're going to do this, next month we're going to do that. Um, but what it did was it really helped me to stop time. It really, it really helped me to stop time, which brings me to the gemstone number five. Uh, it helped me to slow down to go fast. You know, I became very efficient. You know, I, I became efficient. Uh, I could get things done right the first time, which means that I didn't have a lot of rework, but which also means that I got to put in a lot of reps, you know, the right way. And I think, again, that's what life's about is, is like, how do we, put in the number of reps that we need to put in to achieve anything, but put them in the right way. It's like, I saw, I saw a football team um, a couple of years ago and, and they were, they were practicing, you know, their offense, they're running plays, but literally they would get the play wrong 
you know, they run it four or five times, they get the play wrong, and then they just move on to the next play. I'm like, but you never got the play right. <laughs> you know? How do how they and, think that's going to pan out? Well, I mean, and, and, and I'm so old school because I could go back to when I played ball in high school. Listen, man, my coach, he'd run the same play the whole practice. If you only got through one play the whole practice, that's all you're going to But I promise you when you left there, it was going to be right. So, again, I think learning how to slow down, but it goes back to culture, right? I just feel like less is more. Slow down. It's okay. Take your time. Because when you get it right, it's easy to speed up. And then now I'm going to speed up. And because I put in all these reps, it's, it's going to be hard on you. It's going to be real hard on you. Yeah. You know, actually, when you, when you mentioned that, it makes me think of all the poor practice uh, th- that there is in Pop Warner and junior high and high school football around tackling. And then you see it yeah. in college. Yes. Like one of the most basic act aspects of football, and uh, it's still not taught right. Even even at the highest level, you see professionals that don't oh. know how to tackle correctly. And and I actually think um, one of the the more underrated aspects of tackling that's not really talked about is footwork. <laughs> yes, as you say, well, you slow know, down to go fast. If you can break down, like they they would always teach us, break down, keep your feet moving, right. right then Head lay, up. The, lay, the, That's lay right. the boom, you know? Yeah. Well, which, which again, so, so, you know, the, the, the example that you're, you're talking about right now is just to me. So it's a dichotomy in, into all of this stuff, right? Is because if you can get at a professional level and you still have commentators saying this team are poor tacklers, think about that. Poor tacklers. That means you've come through, this whole process to make it to the top of the heap and you still don't know how to tackle. That tells me you never slowed down to go fast. You never embrace the hard things, right? It goes back to this whole patience thing. You were impatient. You didn't get the basics of things. So, of course, if you don't know how to tackle, the chances of you tackling someone like Derrick Henry is slim and none. You understand what I'm saying? Like the chances of you being able to stop someone of that magnitude is just you, you, you're going to be on ESPN, but it's going to be a poster shot of you. So I think, again, we go back into life and it's the same way. What, what, what do we really want from our kids? What, what are we trying to do? What do we want that outcome to look like? So as parents, if we, if we become impatient because the kid just won't get it, well, they're going to go out into the world. It's wrong because they never got it. <laughs> Right. So you, you, you have to learn to slow down to go fast, even with parenting. Slow down to go fast. You know, That's a lot of times it, to any kind of relationship, any, really, honestly. any relationship, you know, man. Com- any. conflict, communi- poor communication. Yeah. All yeah. that. Yeah. It's about putting in reps the right way. And, and I think, if, you know, you continue to put in reps the right way man, good things are going to happen. Well, you know, it, 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 it's like your spiritual life, right? What do they tell you? Every day, man, you got to read the word. <laughs> yeah, you got to get inside that word, right? It's a rep. If you don't, if you don't put in that rep every day to reading the word, I mean, it, it gets tough. So you have to learn to just embrace the reps. 
you know, and, and when it is frustrating, you, you get to do number six. Here's the gemstone, number six. You step back and you shift the focus. You know, I'll take student athletes, for example. That's the reason that I love multi-sport athletes. You know, when, when, when you have a kid and you lock a kid into one thing, uh, that's, that's more times than not the kid gets burned out. That's more times than not the kid just don't want to do it when things get hard. But when you start being able to shift your focus, right, that's a beautiful thing. Like sometimes you're in the, in the midst of that thing and you need to get up and just take a walk. I Think about it at work, man, sometimes. This thing gets so frustrating. And uh, I can remember when I'm you know, working on books or trying to write, write some stuff. Man, there's days it just ain't happening. I have to shift my focus. Get up, walk, take a run, uh, you know, read somebody else stuff. Uh, you know, I, I think that's important, you know, when you're talking about patience. I think, again, it's easy to become impatient when you're trying to do something and it's just not working. Now, now you end up mad. <laughs> now you're throwing stuff. And so I think, you know, part of being patient is just knowing that, listen, I have hit the wall here. I'm up to that line and, and anything I do on now moving forward is just not going to be good. Not good for me, not good for anyone else. So you got to shift the focus. Walk away. My I mother love how had, you, you tie this, uh, tie this up with breathe and proceed. I think a lot of times when we can take the time to be patient, this will go back to the small wins learn how to just breathe yes, and just, and just allow yourself to breathe. Cause that takes time to step away. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I've, I've heard the trick, you know, if you're frustrated or whatever, you, you don't want to say something stupid, whatever you, you count to 10, but I, I'm going to say count to 300, you yeah. know, take some well, real breaths. Well, you know, what's so great about breathing is, you know, for me, when you can step back and you can take a deep breath, and then there's a moment when you realize that you are taking a deep breath. It reminds you that you are alive, that you're mm. still alive. You see what I mean? Yeah. See, that's the beauty about when you really step back and focus on your breathing. Because it reminds you, okay, I'm still alive. I'm still okay. Uh, you, you think about, you know, when you're working out sometimes, that thing get real hard. Like you've been running sprints and you but but you start to breathe and you, and, and you know and if you and if you have a coach who's an encouraging coach the coach says yeah you're still standing look at there right you're still standing but but that's what breathing to me does it it just reminds me that you know what i'm alive you know my mother had this uh she had this saying like when things get tough she goes step away Look at it tomorrow. Things always look different tomorrow. And that and, and and that's you know what? That's it in a nutshell. Like, man, something just take go to go to bed <laughs> because things always look different the next day. You mm -hmm. know, it, it, it goes back to what you were talking about earlier. Like when you when you when you uh you have a meal and you done slow cook that thing for about 14 hours or so. I mean, but when there's leftovers. Man, you, you can't tell me that there's anything better than, than leftovers from Thanksgiving. There's no way. There, there's, dude, there's no, Thanksgiving leftovers? Man, are you kidding me? Well, it's, it, 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 the next day, as my mother would say, 
Things are always different the next day, brother. <laughs> All that season that married up to each other in there, it just snuggled up real close. Ooh, boy, it's a good thing. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've had some leftover pound cake that wasn't too bad either. Yeah. That much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hint, hint. Of, <laughs> listen, speaking of pound cake, you know, I know you know my niece knows how to get down. Well, I have a cousin who I just found out, man, she does, she got her own little bakery thing. Her name's Mika. And I just found out that Mika does a peach cobbler pound cake. And, and, and we go, listen, what? listen and, and, and we are going to be getting that this week. Woo! <laughs> this, this, this week. And, uh, so I'm just man, that does not sound up. right. That just sounds like a Listen, whole nother that, level of decadence. That, that, <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about. It this sounds like you're gonna this ain't gonna be a nap. You going all the way to sleep <laughs> after this one. Good like, things come to she, those who wait. Yeah, she like like Mika does not care. Like it, you put peach collar with a pound cake. That's I'm a whole send you a nother deal it too. It's not right. It's not okay. right. Okay. So we we go we we had to throw that in. I'm not gonna be able to so, think straight the next few yeah, days. Yeah, so she's yeah, she sells her baked goods all over the city too. So we we gonna have to make that happen. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So hey, listen, let's go to gemstone number seven because now I'm thinking about that pound cake. <laughs> you, you, you might as well just stop right now. Should we just skip number seven? I don't think we can do it. So so listen, number seven is you know discipline and commitment leads to consistency, which leads to success. I mean, that's the thing, right? So if, if, if I want to really work on this patience thing, I just need to work, work on being disciplined and being focused. If I do that, I'm going to gain consistency. That's where the patience comes in. Then you're going to gain consistency. And, and that's all winning is. That's, that's all being successful is. It's just being consistent, putting in reps, doing the right stuff, knowing that what you're doing is right, being patient, just walking it right up to the line, nice and easy. I mean, the beautiful thing, when, when you have a person that, that's really patient, who's disciplined, focused, and consistent, man, that's just a dream. That's a dream right there because you always know what you're going to get. goes back to attitude, behavior, and effort, right? You always know what you're going to get. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just picturing peak performer after peak performer. Yeah. Uh, when, when you think about walking up to the line. Yep. No matter what that line is, wh whatever sport that is. Yep. You see it, you feel yep. it when they're patient, when they, yeah. when they've been disciplined and committed. Whew. And you, and you know what you're going to get, like, you, you know, that this thing's going to be hot. You know what I mean? Like yep. you, like, you know, that, okay. To, to beat this person, you you're gonna have to be like, you gonna have to have that day, right? It, it, it's almost like anytime there's like a great team and there's the underdog team, the coach of the underdog team. I I can hear I can hear it right now because almost every coach of an underdog team says the same thing: we have to play the game of our life. You know what I mean? Like we like everything's got to work. Because you're playing a team that's disciplined, that's focused, that's consistent. We know they're coming. We know what they're going to do. And in order for us to overcome anything that they do, 
ah man, we 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 can't make any mistakes. Mm. Yeah, you know, I love the Olympics, man. I, I can't get enough of it. it. It doesn't matter what they're doing. I love to watch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you but I'm telling you, man, whether it's archery or you know, they, they were doing some air rifles yesterday, right? Skate skateboarding. Yes. I mean, you'll see the difference between an athlete is who is prepared for the yes. moment. Yes. And and one that's just kind of ready to get it over with. You I know, know they, they Dude, jump the gun. Well, and, and it's funny because because that athlete who's always in that moment and who's prepared for that moment is an athlete that's put in the reps. Mm-hmm. They've been patient. They've done it right. You know what I mean? There wasn't a lot of rework. They've overcome injury. They've trusted the process. You know. Yeah, yep. I mean, you you know the one. I mean, it, it, it's obvious in their body language. Uh, it's in the way that they approach the line. I mean, mm. I think the Olympics is amazing just because, listen, dude, you got the best of the best. Uh, and as we like to say, everybody's good. There's no Shetland ponies in the Kentucky Derby. Every every every, every horse in the Kentucky Derby is a thoroughbred. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that that's the Olympic game. Everybody there, yeah, okay. They're the best at what they do. Do you see that uh, 12-year-old girl from Syria? Ping no. pong player. No, yeah, putting in work. Unbelievable. Twelve years old, and she and and she basically uh, she gives kind of like this little speech about what it takes to to compete and win, and then she's twelve. It's amazing. Well, but you know what? From but Syria. It, but but here's what's funny. She's a she's twelve, but yet she's recognized her gift. Isn't that amazing? It's unbelievable. And I and I go back to your points number two and three, where you just talk about in the moment uh, of being patient, just recognizing that, that you're going to have obstacles. So you need even your first point coach about challenges and unplanned mishaps. And I mean, you know, you're, you're getting, you're, you're talking about a 12 year old coming from ashes. Syria. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, man, I'll tell you, you've just hit every single one of these out of the park, unbelievable gemstones coach. All I got to, I just got to ask you, who's that MVP? Rolling in uh, Olympic week, boy. Look here, I'm gonna roll the dice so hard today. You not, you not gonna be able to handle oh, this. Okay, you not, you not. <laughs> so as I'm thinking about patience, right? You know, I'm a movie guy. You know, I love movies. I got my classic movies where, like, there's some movies the lines are so good. You like, oh. So the MVP this week is Andy Dufresne. From Shawshank Redemption, man, Tim oh. Robbins. Think, okay. Think, dude, wow. dude, dude, think about, think about this. Think about this. Wow. It, it, Shawshank was on. You know, they always, here, they, they always. He's play. a fictitious they, MVP. Yeah, yeah, man. Because <laughs> Andy Dufresne, I'm telling you, because because check it out, man. This guy go goes to jail, and they all say the innocent, but Andy really was right. And he walks in and think about the obstacles and the stuff that he was dealing with in there. But what he did was he recognized his gift. Mm. He was good with numbers. He, I mean, he knew he knew what to do, right? So he was able to get in to, to kind of relieve some of that pressure to get some small wins. Think about it. And then in the end, when, when it's like, okay, now Andy's got some help because this guy's saying, look, Andy didn't really do it. And then they mess Andy over again. But what did Mr. Dufresne do, man? He just kept chipping at the wall. 
chipping at the wall, man. Just walking out a pocket full of time. Just and he knew he was he was think about how patient he was, but there was a line, right? And I told you there's a line. There's when when you're patient and there's this line you get to and you go, okay, it's time to go. He knew the time to go. And because he had put in so many reps, he was prepared. Nothing could stop him. Man, and Andy came out, you know, he he, he crawled through all that foulness and came out clean on the other side. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Dude, come on. Yep. He doesn't get better yep. than that as an MVP. And, and, the, and one of the most famous, iconic lines of any movie, get busy living or get busy dying. So when I think of patience, that's what I think. You you get busy living or get busy dying. Man, I love it. I tell you what, that ain't right, man. You can't hit me with peach cobbler, pound cake, yes, and Shawshank Redemption in the same yep. show. That ain't right, man. That ain't Come right. We're gonna man. have to break this up. This might have to be two shows or something. Look, I just think that. <laughs> see, look, that's the thing. When 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 you rolling, when you rolling with age, when you rolling with the Dolphin Gunner experience. And we talking MVP. You don't know what you're gonna get, but I guarantee you, if you look at it, they are MVPs. There's lessons in there. Um, but I well, do, what are we I, supposed I, to do, man? We gotta we gotta get this MVP award. Are we gonna have to go down to Sewataneo and visit. We, we, we don't have to go down and do it. <laughs> we don't have to go down and do it, man. You know what I mean? I like it. I like it. So so you know, I, I guess the moral of the story is, man, keep keep chipping away at it. You know put it in your pocket and go out and empty it one handful at a time. I mean, that's what life is. Being patient. It's the Almond Gunner experience. And today is hey. definitely an experience. <laughs> well, listen, you know, you know what? We, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. You guys make us better. Um, we love what we do in case you haven't figured that out. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just about serving people and giving information. Um, so visit the website, almondgunnerexperience.com. Uh, you haven't got your age gear, you might want to put it on. Uh, hey, we're, we're going into week number eight of the beach camp. This is the last week of the beach camp, so there's still time to come out and get a little work in. And, uh, again, man, thanks for tuning in. As we like to say, every day is game day. Got her out. And, and be careful what you wish for, because, you know, you start, you start praying for patience, you might actually get it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I might have to drop some Axe of Rose and Guns N' Roses here, just so you know. I'm going to go. Old school.